Damn, I'm hella short. Okay. Nice. I love that. Huh? We're over here tapping in with KWJT Puget Sound from Space. I'm over here with Corey. You're tapping in with Tavares <laughs> and sliding with Solana. And you're chilling with Rolando. Please. Uh, hold on. Quick hand clap to welcome in our new friend, uh, Rolando in the building. Yes. That's our producer. So show show Groover, show a bunch of love. Come on. Um, and then you know, you guys, I, I love to start the show off with a whole bunch of shit. Oh. So let's go ahead and ring those off. Uh, for the past Groovers who's been tapping in, thank you for tapping in with us. We appreciate you guys. Um, if you're here because of this episode, uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, and please, if you could be ever so kind to go hit that subscribe button on YouTube, um, we would truly appreciate it. Um, if you didn't know already, um, we are on all audio platforms. So check us out um, if you are, you know, rocking throughout your day in the whip or whatever you want to post up, listen to us. Uh, you can definitely listen to us. Um, am I forgetting anything? To introduce this, yourself. This is Corey. <laughs> Hello. Corey's right here. And uh, this is Tavares. Uh, so thank you for tuning in. Uh, honestly, it's so exciting. Um, it feels like a brand new era here in Groovy Tape. So um, please welcome our new um, guests. We got uh, CCT Music up in the motherfucking building, man. Yeah. CCT in the building, man. What the fuck going on? Welcome. Woo, that was a motherfucking mouthful, but oh my goodness. Come on, man, energy. <laughs> man, welcome, welcome. It is truly a blessing, and I'm so happy that you are here um, to join us today. So uh, thank you for taking time out of your day to uh, to be here with us. Shit, thank you for putting me on, man. I don't know how many times I asked you now. No, I'm I know. Here, I know, I know. 20, 30,000 <laughs> it's been It's been since, like, probably, like, the beginning. The beginning stages of Groovy Tapes, I remember CC reaching I was out. I fan. Yeah. Don't fucking play with me. Yep, yep, facts. <laughs> but uh, we are finally here. You feel me? You know, it's... just love it, but it's okay. I mean, you know... <laughs> We hey, trying to we trying to get it right, it. brother. It's not just don't don't just put that on me. Like no, no, nah, but we trying to get it right, you I know, see. and and we finally are uh you know establishing ourselves and um our team is growing. So like finally um really really tightening all the like loose ends of, of You're what we've been better responding you know? Oh yeah, for sure. Um and uh nah, but you know, it's love between me and CC, you know. Uh I love what you're doing. I absolutely love what you're doing. Um, you're definitely a voice in um, not only the artist community, but our community, yeah. you know. Um, I look up to you, so it is truly a blessing to have you here. Uh, um, that means a lot, man. I appreciate you. I appreciate you guys for having me on the show. Like oh, I said, of course. I've been a big old fan. Um, you guys are definitely one of Seattle's platforms, and a lot of artists know it. So, hey, y'all better tap that subscribe button <laughs> and stop playing with us. Hello. Hello. Give a real uh, hand clap for us real quick. All of us in the room. This is a hand clap for all of us. Tomorrow's about to go crazy. Uh, <laughs> about to talk about it. <laughs> um, about to go crazy we, uh, we did mention it. I mean, you know, off camera we were having a conversation, but before we do get into the nitty-gritty, um, you know, uh, we did. I did want to re-ask you. You know, on camera, like, you know, where you're from. You know, where did it all begin for you? Um, how'd you get here uh, uh, in Washington? I was born in Hawaii, uh, Waipahu, ninety-four block. You know, Poopstown. Um, and then I moved to Seattle very young. 
Uh, moved to Oakland for a little bit, but I would really say Seattle was my first place of business. Mm-hmm. You know, I did all my first, first kiss, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. high school type deal. <laughs> yeah. um, first fight, I got my ass whooped. So <laughs> thank you, Mom, for saving me that day. Um, but I would really say Burien. <clears throat> like, I stayed in Burien, 8th Ave, if you know where that's at. Um, then you know, <laughs> right by Highline High School. So, yeah, I would say Burien for sure really, really uh, raised me out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My grandma was white center and um Obviously, all my all my cousins and everyone resided in White Center, but my family itself was in Berrien. Mm-hmm. We were the mobile family, so we lived in every city you could. <laughs> you think were moving, of moving everywhere. You know, too much in Graham, too much in Puyallup. We was everywhere. Uh, do you think uh, moving around a lot gave you a lot more of like a world view of Washington? Because you know, uh, you say you're from Berrien. That's that is where you call home, but like. I feel like being able to travel throughout Washington kind of detaches you to a lot of the the stigmas people yeah. fall into here. Do you think that like shaped you in any way growing up? I definitely think it gave me a lot of perspective yeah. on um, different areas. So, uh, like I said, a lot of my friends that I do know or like people that I'm acquainted with, yeah. they're all from different areas. Yeah. And one thing I do love it, is it's that. Like, I don't like hanging out with people all from one spot because yeah. people, like, kind of group you in with all these different people or, like, Thanks. all the same people. But I don't know. I like I like meeting different personalities. I like networking. And if I didn't move to Federal Way, if I didn't move to Graham or Tacoma, yeah. I wouldn't have known a lot of the people that I do know. Yeah. Like, just from living next door to them in the apartment complexes type deal, like, it, it gave me a lot of perspective for yeah. sure. Oh, that's fire. Um, oh, go ahead, so brother. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. So I wanted to, I wanted to ask what uh, growing up attracted you to music and kind of like uh, formed that in uh, in you uh, young. That's a terrible way to say that. <laughs> what is uh, what attracted you to music when you were younger? That is a proper way to ask that question. I feel like I was a really emotional child. Um, a lot of people see what I wear on the outside, so they're like, oh, that's a tomboy, blah, 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 this. Yeah. But I'm not masculine as 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 people think, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. I'm very emotional. So when I was growing up, music really did that for me. I also had, you know, role models in my in my family, like my siblings. Yeah. Um, shout out to Miss Morgan Britt. Uh, that's my older sister. And she was, like, doing her music thing as we were, you know, getting older. And then uh, Jody Cash is my cousin as well. Oh, fire. And he, they, they literally were, like, showing us the pathway. So me yeah. and Mark, you know, my little brother Mook, um, we we were watching their journey gone. Yeah. But my grandma and my grandpa, before, you know, rest in peace to both of them, um, was really, it was scripted. It yeah. Like, uh, my grandpa, they always used to tell us stories about my grandpa sitting under a tree in Samoa playing mm-hmm. the guitar and just singing every day. Fire. So I felt like, we really don't have any other choice but to do music. Mm. But we also do it because we love it. Yeah. It was very therapeutic for me. And as I got older, I seen how much weight and toll it took off of my chest. Yeah. So, yeah. I that's, think that's what it is. <laughs> that's beautiful. Uh, I love that you said that it's scripted. Just because, like, uh, I feel the same way with uh, kind of how Tavares uh, grew up. And I feel like uh, it's very ingrained into, like, the Islander culture of just, yeah. like, uh expression through music and uh i i love i I really love that about the uh islander community just because you guys have such range in voices and musical tastes just because like i feel like all island kids grow up with the same like list of music so like that that background of like uh (laughs) just listening to all the same shit but also you guys branch off to because the attachment to uh, I would say like soca music is like because uh, my 
my father is uh, Trini and my uh, grandfather on my mom's side is Haitian. Yeah. So, like, they're technically two islands. So, a lot of my music uh, as a child would be soca music. So, I would say, like, that attachment to just always hearing, like, different, like, pan, uh, uh, Pan African sounds and yeah. just things like that growing yep. up through the household. Do you think um, just hearing alternative music to like what you probably discovered through like I would say more Americanized music and things like that uh, shaped your style of creating music? Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, listening to the music in general was just like I don't know. We grew up on country, if that makes mm. sense. Like a lot of people don't understand. We grew up on country, so a lot of that music, like R and B and stuff that we sing now, yeah. I'd really rather be doing country. Mm-hmm. Really? The politics that come behind trying to do what I really want to do. Yeah. I'm not ready for that right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not ready for that. Let me, <laughs> let me get some noise behind the R&B. And yeah. R&B and then we'll, we'll, we'll make some noise with country. But yeah. for sure, it does. It does. Um, it, did, it did, how do you say it, shape me to make certain type of music, listening to Simone music, growing yeah. up, reggae music. I wanted to be in that lane until I seen, like, a lot of people didn't grow out of that lane of music. Yeah. Um, Hey, don't bash me for this, but this is just no. my personal, yeah. like, you know, opinion on the reggae community and, you know, what, how do you say, uh, our poly music was going. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to be bigger than that. Yeah. And a lot of people might think that's selfish or not, but I had so much more dreams and aspirations outside of my community that it was hard to try and separate from them making music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um... I don't know, I got a, a lot of backlash my senior year for it when I dropped my first song. Yeah. And then, you know, did Polyfest... And then I just kind of wanted to, you know, separate break, from break that. off from yeah, that. Because one thing about it, the poly community is always going to um, support. Yeah. So why couldn't they support me in a different lane? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like if if a lot of us can branch out and do what we really want us to do with this music thing, yeah. the poly community is gonna come. Facts. They gonna they gonna be right behind us, but yeah. we just gotta show them that we could do that. No, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're not gonna back somebody up and then. The person that they're backing up can't can't hold their own weight. Yeah, and it makes everybody look stupid. Thanks. No, I uh, I love the fact that you bring that up because I I definitely like um, hold hold that to heart. You know, just those norms that like we kind of hold um, to ourselves to, yep. um, and then you know I think I think it's amazing that you bring up like just breaking that uh, initial mold. You know, yep. I mean it's amazing. I like. Our roots are in island reggae, you know, that that's our identity. You know, we don't have to prove ourselves within that anymore. But, you know, a lot of us are so different. Like, you know, we're not like one carbon copy of like, you know, the next Fiji, the next J-Bug, you know, um, and all the rest of the uh, Polynesian artists that, you know, are in that lane. I also feel like the actual music industry, like kind of just casts a shadow on that like you can make it there you made it yep. um but are you know you're not considered a great in their eyes you know not yet. yeah yeah it, like, there's it, so much more steps to what people think this mm-hmm. is but man they don't even know <laughs> i think it's important that. that you bring up that conversation because it allows like mm-hmm. the youth in our community to be like oh i can be different like yeah. you know it, it's okay to like try something different um and be comfortable within that because um, a lot of us like get there and we stop w- yeah. once we hear the first like no mm-hmm. and then like after that it's like 
oh, then maybe I should stick in the same lane. But the fact that you are, you know, vocal about um, changing that direction, um, I think is awesome. Uh, It really leads uh, up to this question that I have for you. Um, I wanted to ask, do you ever feel the pressure of the traditions in our community since you're chasing something outside of our norm? Oh, for sure. Um, I'm glad you asked that. Mm Because a lot of people always ask, when are you dropping new music? When are you dropping this Mm -hmm. and that? Um, when I dropped my first song, I was 18 years old. I had just turned 18, mm-hmm. um, and it got a lot more play than I expected it to get from our community. Um, and I say our community because it was a poly community song. Yeah. Uh, Lifetime Lover, if yep. you guys haven't, go ahead and stream that. Um, but when I made that song, I made it in the garage, and I made it about my parents. Um, but as far as, like, how do you say it? We're going to have to cut that out a little bit. But um, <laughs> what is it? what was the question again? My bad. Uh, do you... Uh, do you feel the pressure of traditions from our community since you're chasing something outside of the normal? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, when I, when I feel pressure, uh, that's really why I took that three year break from dropping music Mm -hmm. because they were like, well, do you really want to make this type of music? Do you really want to, you know? And I felt like my sexuality had a lot to play in that. Yeah. Um, and how I looked. And once I got the neck tattoo, it was, it was a lot of pressure to be like, okay, I am the daughter of so-and-so. I am the granddaughter of so-and-so. Yeah. And then they're like, well, your grandma then didn't have tattoos. They Mm -hmm. didn't, you know, they weren't on the scene like that. Well, they also weren't raised in America. Mm. You know, they also weren't raised out here, like in the States. So it's like, it was very different for me. Um, And I definitely did get the pressure from my family. The community took a big toll on my mental, like, Mm. and it sucks to say, but we have to talk about it. Yeah, we do. The community had so many questions that, I wasn't even ready to answer at that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when that started coming and the, the live performances started coming, I felt like I let myself down because I was trying to be somebody I, who I wasn't. Yeah. I was trying to fit into the, uh, the poly reggae community in the, in the mm-hmm. industry within that. But I didn't want to be a part of that like that. And that's no disrespect, but my dreams were like, I wanted to be a country artist. I wanted yeah. to be someone who sang softer music, like loft music, if that makes sense. Yeah. But, um, then I strayed back into to poly reggae and you know, I love it, but it's also not the lane of music that I want to be in for the rest of my life. So mm. yes, a lot of pressure. Yeah. Mm. It's like an uncomfortable, you know, you like yeah. suit, you know, like you feel like you, you within your own body that, you know, mm. you can't truly be who you are. And man, I'm, I love that you bring that up in, you know, if, if, if there's anybody out there listening to what we're talking about, you know, really take heed into like what we're dealing with. Cause you're not alone. Like, but, you know, like there's some, there's thousands of young, you know, poly kids, you know, yeah. young island kids, you know, uh, that are faced with the same ordeal. Like, yep. you know, do I keep up the, the, the tradition of our people or do I feel comfortable with who I am within myself? You know, like, um, a lot of our hearts are split between the two, you know, yeah. um, and we can lose sight of ourselves, uh, within the process because you know i want to be unapologetically myself you know i want people to know that like and that's facts wherever you go like whatever you're doing whatever you're dealing with like you can be yourself and i feel like our kids like especially they get lost in that they're they're like you know i have so much to like live for i have so much to prove um but at the end of the day like you should truly like do this for you um so thank you for sharing um Mm -hmm. that with us and you know i want to give you a good well-deserved hand clap hey the questions are coming in tough oh Oh, yes i really i really love the covers i uh this is definitely going to be one of those interviews where i play uh 
just more watching and just uh, hearing you guys interact just because I feel like um, the Islander conversation is very rarely had uh, outside of your guys' platforms and, mm-hmm. like, outside of uh, the setting of where, like, anybody watching that uh, – because our demo is basically mostly black and brown people of Washington. Yeah. Um, so to hear the Polynesian community just being spoken on for me is very interesting because yeah. – I've always told Tavares that, like, you guys have the biggest demo. Like, if anybody in, the, like, the world, like, you guys could be bad bunnies tomorrow just because, but you have Facts. more people. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, if you understand, like, how uh, Polynesians love, you guys love hard. Yeah. And, like, you guys are very upset, accepting and very, like, if you are kin in any sort of way, any sort of lineage, there's a there's a brotherhood there's a sisterhood Mm -hmm. already built into it so i love that you guys were uh touched on the fact that like we haven't yet crossed over into like i would say pop r&b country in ways that i feel like you guys will and can and will dominate in because like no one outside of like the latin community no one has a as big of a base and like real genuine love Mm -hmm. as as the polynesian community so I love just hearing you guys talk about your perspective and like what's actually going on because um I don't know. I get to like I've I've known Tavares my whole life, but I'm I'm still not an islander. Like I'm yeah. accepted in the community. I like everyone loves me, but I'm like there's still things that I don't understand about tradition and just yeah. like um family norms that I didn't grow up with that I feel mm-hmm. like plagues the entire Polynesian community because you guys understand certain certain traditions to home and like and how that plays out in america where it's like it's not the same it's not the same place but it has to be uh passed on in the same way and like treated the same way so i could understand how that could be difficult like dealing with a whole westernized uh style of living but also having to be like say no to shit that you love and just like now Mm. walk into your own path just because Mm -hmm. it's like not the norm where you're from so I just love hearing you two discuss and like talk about it. So no, I pre- end up paying more of a backseat mm-hmm. today just because I'm just listening and I'm soaking up game like you guys should just because it's so very interesting to me. No, I, ask up. Ask you know, <laughs> I appreciate that, brother, because uh, like, you know, I feel like uh, we have the conversation, but we don't have uh, this conversation enough in front of yeah. uh, the people's eyes. So, yeah. you know, it it's always uh it's always wonderful to have this opportunity um, because uh, it's always been around me, but um, using the platform as uh, something to uh, elevate that conversation to more, to more eyes and ears is uh, awesome. Um, Before we do move on um, from community, uh, I want to ask you, uh, what do you want to see different in how the Polynesian community supports their artists or their creatives? That one, that one is tough because I feel like that's a question that we get a lot. Yeah. And I feel like I've asked that myself yeah. to, you know, promoters, to different people in the industry. Um, as far as just stop showing fake love. If yeah. Like, that's that's my thing. Like, don't do not don't do the whole fake, fake love thing. Like, come perform, come do this, and then when the next buzz is here, then you're trying to get somebody from out of state to come out here mm-hmm. and do it. Mm. Um, we have so much locally talented people and i feel like if people really believed in that vision and that goal Mm -hmm. um they would go full force on it Mm. no matter you don't have to spend a dollar you got to think about it one share one like one retweet that's all we ask really when it comes down to it but i feel like i would really change 
how promotions are done mm-hmm. and how, um, I don't know how they do their, sh- not even really shows and concerts out here, but like as people always say, poly support polys, right? Right. Yeah. But it's the people that matter the most to the poly community that don't show the support that's needed. Mm. So it's like, I feel like if there was something that we could take, if there was a piece of advice that any one of those promoters or anyone in the world, like poly Polynesian wise could give us, would just be what to do next. Mm. We don't have those resources. And I feel like there's a lot of artists reaching out and saying, hey, can I perform here? Can I perform here? Can I do this? Can I do that? Don't be ashamed to do that. Like, don't be embarrassed because you feel like the Polynesian community will talk to you or, like, the music scene will talk about you in that sense. But I don't know. I feel like a lot of people are just way too scared because of the talk. Like, mm, yeah. if, if just support, yeah. basically. Just support. Don't show the fake love. If, yeah. if, if you don't believe in an artist... I feel like you should tell them straight up. Yeah. Like, don't don't spare our feelings. Yeah. You know, a lot of us I feel like are very uh, o- like overly considerate. You know, yeah. um, because I feel like the love falls in that line of thinking of of tradition. You know, um, because we do support our own, but go beyond that. You know, I feel like a lot of people are trying to they they try to save face. They like you know, oh I love what you're doing. I'm gonna pop out. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm gonna do it for one day. And then, you know, you drop something, nothing, nothing goes on. You know, you're actively pursuing like new things and an interview comes out, you know, they're not tapping in with the interview, you know, you're doing a lot of things outside of the music um, and you should full heartedly support like what's going on a hundred percent. And I'm not, I'm not saying that people aren't doing that, um, but it needs to be more prevalent besides like the one off, you know, we're so caught up in like our, like own way of living that you know it stops us from being able to you know lift one one and um lift each other up one another up so um it i think i think we need to uh you know just be gone with uh despairing our feelings yeah yeah that's that's what i mean by fake love like if you really believe in something or like if you're talking to me one-on-one and you really don't believe in something that I'm doing, tell me straight up because mm-hmm. you might not believe it, but I can go push it to somebody else who will yeah. and who will take me to the next step or will give me the next resources. Don't gatekeep at this at the end. Like, oh, okay, you know, we got you and then come closer to the time. And it's like, oh, you know what? Some things came up, you know, some things came up. We, I, I can feel energy and I feel like if your energy is not right, I'm going to know right off the back. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So just give it to me straight up. If, even if it's going to hurt my feelings, I'd rather take that. It to go home and think I'm the shit. Yeah. You know? Um, and then also, just to add on to that, I hope you guys know that's watching. It, this is like sports. The music is like sports. It's 90% of that is is everything else. It's 10% music. Majority of the time, it's 95% of the politics, and it's 5% music. Mm. It's easier for a lot of us to get in and start writing music and mm-hmm. performing and, you know, getting in the studio but the other politics of it, people fall short, and that's why there's only a one percent in the world for music. Mm. Thanks, man. Good hand clap for the isms going on here, man. I hope they're really listening on the other side of the camera. Y'all better be. <laughs> Y'all better be, man. I have uh, a yeah. Go ahead. No, no. I was gonna say I have a non-music uh, question. Oh, let's talk about it. Oh, we're here. <laughs> oh, I love it. Go ahead, brother. <laughs> uh, is Dwayne the Rock Johnson a great actor? <laughs> Oh my gosh, he did it to me, guys. 
he he fucking did it. Because I'll start I'll start CC real quick because I think he's a great fucking actor. Uh, my goat, you feel me? My greatest of all time, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. You know the game plan. You know Gridiron Gang. Uh, what else? Uh, you know. Black Adam recently. I didn't watch that. <laughs> I didn't watch it either. Oh, but go. uh, <laughs> good examples of you know him uh, adding to his repertoire uh, of acting skills that a lot of people think he doesn't have. But go ahead, CC, if you have an answer. Uncle Dwayne, if you hear me here, bro. Nah, I think he's cool. I just don't watch too many of his movies like that. But I think he aight. <laughs> Shout out to the poly actors. <laughs> he's holding it down for us, you feel me? Hold it down up. You know. Man, greatest black look. Samoan uh, actor out there, you feel me? You're lucky Jason Momoa don't got no black in him. If he did, Jason Momoa would fucking outshine <laughs> the rock every time. Oh my god, yeah. That's a real actor. M- Momoa got it. If you if yeah, you've Momoa. never if you've never seen uh C on Apple TV, that shit go crazy. Um yeah, that's a good one. He got like this other one called like Frontier. Oh, you be tapped it. Oh, oh yeah, Fr- Frontier is great. Yeah, that's Wait, a good show. Momoa? Yeah, Momoa. Oh, you are he, tapped in. Yeah, he got shows. He got shows, and he's really good. He also got really good uh, indie movies and shit that like from his time. Because and then he used to be on Baywatch. Bro used to be on Baywatch. I'm like, oh, all right, right with his little eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, don't, don't do it to him. Really <laughs> He's for real tapped in. <laughs> you know, I gotta start. We gotta get you like I be police. on him, bro. Like you know, I support anybody. Uh, Polly Islander. Like once I find out that you have like something like ten percent, five percent of the game, you know, I'm like on you now. Like I'm like making sure you, you know, you ain't involved in no yeah, scandals. Yeah. You ain't doing nothing too crazy. I gotta Come make sure. You know, to you know, our sweet positivity. Yeah, I do, and then I tweet him. I'm like, man, I should. Big great fan, bro. Like you know, I'm really excited. If we're on the uh, uh, topic of like uh, Islander media, there's a new Netflix movie. I, I got to change my VPN so I can watch it. But a new Netflix movie. <laughs> Don't say that into the camera. Like it's legal, but like yeah. VPN Shark, hit me up. Uh, VPN Shark, I need the the, the sponsor. Um, but I'm trying to watch. It's about uh, when Tonga went. Uh, uh, went to the Rugby World Cup in 2011, mm. um, but it's about uh, a group of uh, Tongans that are trying to get into the game, and so they become the marching band for the yeah. for the team. So it looks fire. It looks fire. It's some that. like 2023 shit. Like it looks nice, new, updated. You know, I also fuck with Whale Rider. Let me throw Whale Rider <laughs> in there. Like you know, we love Whale Rider. Let's talk about it. <laughs> I'm gonna need to get a list that he's. <laughs> <laughs> That's we are uh, coming up on our break, so do you want to uh, break a five real we quick? We can just break a five real quick. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. Check on these cameras, you guys. All right. We're back. Groovy Tapes. Um, Corey, you had a question before uh, we uh, moved on to the break. Oh, uh, it's gonna get a little sad, but what what has been the hardest song for you to make in your career so far? Ooh, that's definitely in the vault, which uh, mm. my album will be coming out this year. Uh, I don't have a set date on it, mm. um, but it's probably 
one of my most vulnerable projects I've done. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's time for people to really see what I'm about. They see covers. They see different songs that I'm making as singles now. Mm. But if I could say vulnerable, it's about my grandma. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like the matriarch of our family uh, mm. past October 3rd. And so, I don't know, since she passed, I feel like everything kind of changed for mm. not just myself. Right. But if you listen to, you know, all my other relatives' um, songs that are playing right now, everyone says granny or mama or someone. And that's all of our same mama type deal. Mm. Um, it took a toll. She she raised, she was a single mom, raised seven kids, you know, five boys to be men, two, two ladies to be women mm. type deal. So uh, when we lost her, it was definitely like one of those, we were all lost. Mm, yeah. So one of the tracks is called I'm a Woman's Woman. And I felt like I got my, my love for my grandma, obviously. And I felt like she held all the love in there. Um, so when she passed, I felt like I had no more to give. Mm. I had no more of that love in me. So being a woman's woman was more so of like, I'm a love girl, but at the end of the day, I'm still a woman. Mm-hmm. Like, with them feelings type deal. So, right. Yeah. No, thank you for hey, sharing absolutely. sharing that with us. You said, uh, sad, man. I'm going to get sad. <laughs> I'm a little lover girl. Yeah. I don't know. I was... Uh, I never, for, I guess for me, I would have answered it way more sad if someone asked me that. But I don't make music, so I luck out mm-hmm. in that ways. Um, I don't know. I feel like sometimes that uh, question can be, like, more triggering to, like, uh, dark places in people's oh, lives. Yeah, so for sure. That's why, I always, that's why I preference it that way. Just, just so that it was, like, kind of out of nowhere, but it's also, like, the direction of uh, the sentiment, I guess, of where it was coming from. Just yeah. so that it didn't. I don't know. I try not to like. I know the point of this is the interview, but I also try not to like. You, I don't want you to take this home and be like, "Fuck." Corey asked me that fucked up ass question. <laughs> yeah, reliving. I'm an open book, Absolutely. and like, even if you see me on the street, you can ask me whatever. Yeah. If I really mm-hmm. don't want to tell you, that I'm gonna tell you. Oh, you know, let's pass. No comment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah Back, I got man. you. But yeah, as far as that, I'm a pretty sad person, and I was a sad person for a really long time. Yeah. As like. When I say this, check on your mental health. That's the biggest thing. Um, I was suicidal for like two years and mm-hmm. nobody knew it because I held a you know smile on my face type deal. Um, and there was a song I made when I was 16 called Alone. Mm. Being surrounded by so many people, like a room full of people yeah. and still feeling alone, you know something's wrong with you. You know yeah. something's wrong internally that you need to fix. Yeah. And that was that was like my, my boat basically mm. that I was sailing on for a little bit. I felt like it sank and I was drowning and no like there were so many people around me that couldn't save me yeah. I literally had to save myself like yeah. so yeah I could get deep but you know we no, no. Hey, it, so. no, that's it. that's the groovy tapes way you know we we uh you know we take it all like we appreciate you just being um forefront with uh emotions like that's important I think um just for people to visually see um because sometimes um, like without seeing the act of like someone doing it, like you won't be able to like understand that feeling. Yeah, so, yeah. um, I think it's important and I appreciate you, uh, for sharing that with us before we move on, um, from the topic of family, I wanted to ask you, uh, how is it navigating the industry knowing you have someone like Mook, uh, looking up to you? Um, cause I'm very sibling oriented and I think it's awesome to see a pair of siblings attacking the game in the same way. Um, Sheesh. I think growing up, so top of the line, Mook is like my best friend. Yeah. That yeah. Used, that's my butt buddy, you know, my little brother. But I really look at him like I learn from him, too. So when I when I swivel the way I do, um, how do you say it? Like I do move. I do move accordingly because he's watching. Right. And I know he's watching. Um, 
but he's his own man now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think that makes me a proud big sister at the end of the day. Um, mm-hmm. But anything that I do, he's he's so his own mind. He's a father now. Like he, I don't even know how to say it. He got his own little brain. But no, yeah, what totally. I do, it's like he kind of knows, like, ooh, that's not the direction I want to go in. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to branch out this way. Mm-hmm. And I love that for him because we're not the same person. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He's his own man, like I said. And I don't know. I just like watching what I do. But I feel like I always put myself in a situation where something's going to go down. Mm-hmm. And Mook's going to be the one to call it like, sis, that's probably not where you want to be tonight. Right. But if you go, let me know. You know, I'm on call. Just yeah. call me type deal. So, yeah. It's uh, it's really cool uh, to see um, just a, a strong pair of siblings that are uh, able to uh, be themselves yeah. um, at the end of the day. Um, because I know the... Uh, I know the correlation it can be when it comes to your older sibling. You know, I have yeah. an older sibling as well. Um, and I could only imagine like, um, if the world seen like, uh, him through my eyes, you know, yeah. um, because he's actually my first point of reference of like music, you know, like, um, uh, he might've been, if for the people who do know my older brother, uh, like he, he was an athlete first, but, um, a lot of our time spent together, um was uh you know caregiving our grandmother together um and then um uh just being around each other because the rest of my siblings and i we don't share the same parents yeah um but it was uh me and my older brother for the longest uh and uh he he's the reason why i'm so confident within like you know chasing after anything that i want to get after you know anything that he picked up uh whether it be a football a baseball a bowling ball fucking anything that he wanted to uh do i seen before my uh, my own eyes that like it was attainable so um i know that like looking back like meeting mook and like you know being around him and like seeing his growth uh in the game um and 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 knowing that you know you kind of laid those steps before him um uh, is always an awesome like opportunity to just like you know look back on you know because um older siblings we don't really think about the legacy that we're you know um leaving behind uh we just live life you know we're just yeah. we're just uh trying our best to uh be the best versions of ourselves so that our younger siblings can you know perhaps follow in the footsteps but also you know be comfortable with uh being themselves so and i think y'all are a great example of that you know um it's just it's awesome whenever i see you two working um and and mook is such a you you both are such people uh persons you know like uh the the people definitely gravitate around you too so um i just want to give both of y'all your flowers you know um i think that Add on to that, sorry, before we No, go ahead, go ahead. Um, having Mook beside me, mind you, I I watched my older siblings, so which right. is, you know, uh, there's four of us. So our oldest didn't do music, but she was the nurturer. You mm-hmm. know, she held stuff down. She was our second mama. You know how that go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we had Morgan right before me. So watching Morgan, she her journey was very different from what I wanted mine to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so we watched her, you know, fall. We watched her get up, pick herself up. And then that was the same thing with Mook. But now he has a kid. You know, shout out to my nephew, Mark King, to feel the third. Um, now that he has a kid, that being my nephew, we work together to make sure we move properly yeah. for him. And yeah. I feel like a lot, it, it doesn't even have to be Polynesians, but when kids come into the picture, it really changes the game. Yeah. Like, 
you don't want to be doing different things because when they get older, they're gonna be like, hey, your auntie was over there being wild. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you don't you don't want none of that. But they're gonna hear it for sure. We we've done our part, but yeah, now that um King is in play, yeah, we move accordingly very much. Mm-hmm. He holds me accountable to what I should and shouldn't do, and I love that. But thank you so much for bringing him up. Like, oh, I love of course, my of course. Oh hell yeah. Um, what what sound musically are you creating at the moment? What what does this next project sound like? Uh, I feel like I didn't go for a certain sound. You, mm. You're gonna you're gonna get a lot of it. You're gonna get hip hop beats. Um, you're gonna get. I have two country songs coming out on this album, which Fire. I was very very afraid to drop. Mm. But like I said, um, off off the camera, um, I'm not afraid to lose right now. Yeah. Like I have nothing to lose and. If I'm in this, you, I'm not toesy and I'm all in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So at this point, I'll take the the criticism, but I'm not stopping this shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to stop what, what, what people think about the music and stuff like that. Because I, I genuinely do it because I love it. Yeah. It's therapeutic to my soul. And yeah. Well, that's fine. Country, I'm, not a, I'm not a huge country guy, but I'm very excited to... Mm-hmm. I... I I will use your music to like open that door for me. I guess it's okay if the if the man want to listen to it by themselves, going home and they going through a hard time. <laughs> shed a tear or two. I feel good. You ain't even got to tell me. That's all. That's all I I care about. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I uh, I love uh, I love that you are uh, branching out uh, and like blossoming into you know who you are when it comes to this uh, music. Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of artists uh, can relate and. Uh, should be listening to you right now because you know um i feel like a lot of us don't have much to lose you know especially yeah. when it comes to uh breaking that threshold um and and creating something new you know um country in the pacific northwest like a lot of people don't associate that um, yeah. um but they do associate uh diversity um with what we got out here and you are such a great example of that um I, I hear it in um, a lot of your uh, music, so I wanted to ask, uh, like, where did you get your start with singing? We touched on it a, a little bit earlier, but I, I wanted to know, like, did it come from, like, the church or, you know, uh, did was it from, like, listening to, like, Morgan, you know, and her, her music journey? Like, how did it come about for you? So definitely wasn't church. Uh, just yeah. to put it out there, yeah. my, mom, my mom's side was churched out. My daddy was like, "Nah, <laughs> we staying home, baby. You want to stay home? Yes, Dad. I'm right yeah. here. Like <laughs> we sleeping in. I promise you." I, um, but I feel like it really just came from. I could say my dad. Mm-hmm. My dad and his siblings, bro. They they sing. They they have, they're musically inclined to different old school music. That it was just kind of like he sang all the time around mm. me. My thing with my father was I loved car rides. And I don't mm. know, every every girl has a different relationship with her father and their mother, but I was a daddy's girl, and I still am to this day, mm-hmm. to, to be honest. So anytime I wanted to go talk and, like, release what was on my head, I'd be like, Dad, can we go take a car ride? Yeah. They're like, baby, let's go. Bump music. We Sometimes we didn't even talk. He would just sing sing to me. Mm. So I felt like that's really where I got it was was pops. And I feel like that's where a lot of my siblings got it was our our surroundings which was our bloodline mm-hmm. so yeah that's what it is do you uh does that and in, like initial familial aspect does that motivate you to like uh do something different from what you're currently doing now 
Oh, yes, for sure. Um, I would say, honestly, I would want to move differently for everything because my parents are retired. Mm-hmm. They're still working. You know, so whatever I'm doing right now, it's nothing because they're still working a nine to five. Mind mm-hmm. you, I'm still working a nine to five my damn self. So, like, the image that's portrayed, people be like, do you want to stay in this lane or do you want to switch out? Well, this shit wasn't working for me for three years. Yeah. So I have no other choice but to try and maneuver somewhere else that mm. I know was will work for the long run. Because remember, we're getting older, bro. Like Facts. The time is changing and the, the sound is changing. And it's if you wait too long, you're going to miss that fucking beat if you made a sound that came two months ago. Yeah. You're going to drop and think, like, ooh, that was so... That was so last year type yeah. deal. Mm-hmm. So, like, you really want to keep up with the music. And that's what I try to do. Are we going to get any uh, examples of that uh, uh, on the project that you're uh, working on? Oh, yeah, for sure. But like I said, I think this this project right here was a more vulnerable site. Mm. And by the time you listen to the whole album, I hope you guys listen to the whole album, you're going to see what type of woman I actually am. Mm-hmm. People think, oh, the tattoos and everything. Don't get it fooled. I'm probably one of the most softest person. I wouldn't say soft in that way, but emotional. Right. Like, I in tune with yourself, my, yeah, you know, I like protect my energy. Like, yeah. I protect it to the fullest. And I wasn't like that a year ago, two mm-hmm. years ago. But do, yeah. Do you think the tattoos fool people into thinking that you're uh, more aggressive, or or do the do people have that perception of you being? way more aggressive than you actually are in like person to person for sure for sure a lot of them think that you know before they have a conversation with me the tattoos show either i'm a gangbanger and they say it to a gangbanger a rapper or um like a female that wants to be a man Mm. and none of those three apply to me yeah you know say all the tattoos that i have they're they're meaningful they're sentimental they may look like you know i'm a part of something yeah no i'm gonna tell you straight up i don't gangbang i've never gangbanged in my life my parents and my family have made I've made it a thing to where we didn't have to. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, shout out to them. But, yeah, as far as that, nah. I feel like they all look at me like I'm something that I'm not, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. And to add on to that, that's why it was really hard for me to find out who the fuck I was growing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't understand when I say that. I, I was a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. One, because I wasn't settled in who I was yet. Yeah. And it t- I'm 25 now, like. And I didn't find that out till I wouldn't I would say six seven months ago. Yeah. And a lot of people hate admitting that. Like, mm. but me, my personal journey, it took me twenty five years to really figure out who the fuck I wanted to be and what <laughs> I was. So I do apologize to everyone that dealt with me throughout those years that, you know, you didn't know who you were gonna get yeah. type deal. So, but I know who I am now. <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies to everything I, I've done before, but I'm here now. I fucking love it. Um, <laughs> I love that you are so uh, even even with the newfound journey of actually being able to find yourself. You have always came across as someone who at least had an idea of like where they were going, you know, with with their actions. You know, I've always seen it. Um, you know, you inspire me daily. Yeah. Like you're definitely one of those people on my list that are like that checks off everything for me. You know. Um, uh it's true because like you 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 know you guys in the game like my peers my people that are you know that understand who like how i how i operate and how i think because i I know that our experiences are in such a uh a niche way like you know like a lot of people don't understand the uh uh our our uh I wouldn't I wouldn't call it obsession, but our our call to our family that yeah. you know 
on a dime, you know, Later. that will will drop for family. Like a lot of people don't understand that. Like mm-hmm. you know, some people don't understand the the way of living. You know, yep. um, when someone passes in our family, like uh, how how much that means to you know not not just that intermediate family, but yeah. all the, their extended family. Like um, the fact that we have to face those things, and that there are still people like us. Um, and or like you that are continuing to be creative continue to push against the status quo like i take note into that because i think i think that is what like is going to elevate our people i'm so like our people yeah, but like you know um i feel uh i feel like we don't take our stance in the our much broader community, yep. the music industry. Heard we don't, you, you know, like mm-hmm. we have throughout history have, you know, we're a part of that foundation. You know, yeah. when, when, when hip hop was being created, when it reached the West coast, yep. when, when R and B, um, and country was, uh, you know, spreading throughout the globe, like our people, uh, attached to, uh, this industry, um, and has been, you know, a part of it, um in all levels you know yeah. whether it's promotion you know event gathering you know um se- security uh yeah. you know um just being a part of the culture on all levels I, I i love that um there are people like us that will take a stance will will tell uh the next generation like you know how to be yourself um and i feel like that is like um you know a huge message of this episode um and i'm so happy that you know you're you're here on the platform because our kids don't hear that yep whether you know they don't hear that on a daily basis you know they could go a whole lifetime without hearing that from their own family so you know just this being a conversation that is actually being held is so important to me because um I have kids that I see on the daily basis that will crash out that, you know, will burn out um, because they're, they're faced with us being in America, but as well as our people back home. So, yeah. you know, um, you, you. I wanted to say all that just to give you a hand clap. Truthfully, <laughs> truthfully. No, but I love that. And I think that it's a, uh, what is it called? You're giving me all my flowers, but bro, you've been out here. Like everybody knows you type deal, both of you guys and the groovy tapes itself. Like, Shout out to having a platform for Seattle. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a big accomplishment. That's why I was always bugging y'all. Like, give me all the show. No, yeah. Like, give me there. <laughs> but I feel like it worked in God's timing, and yeah. this is perfect timing to be here for, for sure. So, again, give Groovy Tapes their flowers. Get, can I get a hand clap? Oh, 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 oh was that a, 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 a CCT uh, hand clap real quick? <laughs> um, oh, man. Forever blessed. Um, before we do move on um, from the topic of music, uh, I did want to ask you, like, um, what is your mindset behind releasing your music? I think this is a, a great occurring question that me and Corey, uh, yeah, are you, you know, vaulter? spend spend our time I'm on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a vaulter. Oh. <laughs> she is a vaulter, brother. I probably um, have, like, 100 plus tracks. Um, oh, man. The time that I dropped my first one, trust me, I've been hearing it from yep. even my family, yep. my siblings. They're like, what the fuck are you doing? I was doing, I was doing my research, and it was, like, four years ago. Yeah. It was, like, you know, good uh, her good five tracks and i'm like oh yeah cc's a vaulter because i know this is not just it oh, i got a ton of stuff uh in the vault and i feel like i should just drop it at this point yeah. um 
But like I said, I didn't know who I was. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to make music, trying to fit into the, to the, all right, let's sell drugs and smoke weed. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just, I had to figure out what lane I was going in. And some of the music, they're not good messages to mm. anyone, if I'm being completely honest. So I really had to take a step back and be like, yo ass could sit in a vault. <laughs> this could come up in a smoke session when we drinking and yeah. everybody's listening, then fuck it. But yeah, as far as that, I'm a vaulter. I'm a vaulter <laughs> to the fullest. <laughs> But if you want some unreleased tracks, let me know. Okay. Um, Corey's always on that. I'm so, always, you know, yeah, he's, always, he's good for always, it. He's going to ask for it. <laughs> see, I'm 50-50, though. Don't send me nothing you never... I, if you never plan to release it, send me it. But if you're going to release it, I'll wait. Because I'm a full album person. Like, whenever Tavares is making music, I am I always refuse to hear shit early. Just yeah. Unless he's like... You need to hear this, brother. Like I'm, I love this song so much. I'm you want to hear it when the world hears yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, that's love. Though. But and I'm, I'm, and I'm a full album person. So like, anytime any artist send me their music or just like, oh, I'm dropping this today. Like I'm a full like, I'm top to bottom, and then I'll just add the songs that I love or yeah. the full project. But like. That's why with him, I'm just like, don't show me track seven mm-hmm. if I don't know what track <laughs> right. one and two yeah, sound like. Yeah, one through seven. You know, like, like, yeah. I think that's crazy you say that's your album listener. Yeah. Because times have changed. When we were growing up, we would listen to the whole album yeah. on the CD. This generation now, they're gonna they're taking the hottest the yeah. song exactly. on that, that yeah, album. Yeah, they're skipping. Like, I can't skip. Because I one, yeah. uh, it's, real, it's for real two reasons. Like, I want to know what your intentions were making this project. Yeah. And you don't learn that picking the ones you like out. Like, obviously, I'll do that to add it to, like, when I'm just riding around, it just comes on. I'm like, oh, I want to hear what I love. But I want to take in, like, your art and your music, and I want to hear what you're saying. Because I love B-sides. So I'm I'm very Mm. big on, like, hearing just good music that may have not been the hottest track, but it's also just, like, this is the best song. Like To me, yeah, it's like a personal preference. Exactly. So, like, my favorite song, I always take Tavares' first album just because it was, like, kind of his introduction to, like, the Seattle and, yeah. like, kind of the world. And everyone loves Same Thing. Same Thing's a banger. Oh, my God. That's my... But the best song on the album is Letter to Tootie. <laughs> if we're being real, like, Letter to Tootie is, for me, is one of ours's best songs just mm-hmm. because it is him cutthroat honesty and, like, really vulnerable. Like, he he is vulnerable in his music. Yeah. I miss you, you like, Tootie. listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I miss you. Oh, oh, wait, can, can we elaborate shit. on this track real quick? I know you interviewed me, but um, hey, can you tell us a little bit more about that le- track? Oh my gosh, <laughs> Letter to Tootie was so I was so down bad, so honest with myself. <laughs> I miss this girl. Oh. You know, I it was a uh, recently just a uh, a good summary of it. I I was finally in a relationship where a girl actually like you know. Yeah. Like, really enjoyed who I was, mm-hmm. you know? Like, and then, like, I never, I was never the type to be at a girl's house all day long, you know, like, type shit. But she was all like, yo, can you stay, mm-hmm. like, stay in my, oh, stay in my room while, I, while I'm at work? And then, you know, like, you know, she's ordering me food and shit. Like, she's showing me, like, uh, oh, y'all, y'all look, playing house. Y- you know, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Y'all talking about, like, bare minimum shit on the other <laughs> other side of the camera. They're probably like, Tavares, that's the bare minimum. What are you talking about? And I'm like, I've her. never <laughs> seen the bare minimum before. I never, like, you know, I'm staying the night. Like, you know, I'm hanging out with her mom and her sisters and shit. And, like, you know, I'm at home all day type shit. I had 
just got laid off, but like you know, it was it was insane. But uh, overall, it was a it was truly a letter to her to tell her like you know um, you know things didn't work out, yeah. um, but like what you showed me like I I loved like mm-hmm. you know, um, and that you know if you don't hear it from me like. I do miss you. So, yeah. like, that that was you, the song. The yeah. And I know, I understand why uh, it, it's his favorite song because I'm like singing it. When I recorded that, when I recorded that night, I was holding the mic. I was like, you know, oh, you like, I have my Ursher, you know, I have my Ursher on me, you know, like, that's how I was feeling. So, that's, low that, that's why he bought like music right there. I think that's funny as hell because uh, my first relationship, it was like six years, yeah. almost seven. Um, What's it called? And we broke up. I was down. Uh, Did I tell you down? I can't even imagine. You said seven years? Oh, no, 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 no. I made a song. I'm never coming back. Mm. Not even just dropped the song, right? I made this corny ass. And um, it was an Austin Hollis's. Shout out to Austin's shed. It was an Austin Hollis's shed. I was like, fuck it. Let's shoot. Let's shoot this shit. Yeah. Mind you, I'm over here dancing, hand dancing. I'm like, bro. And the the song name was her initials with my last name initial. Corny, nigga. What? Oh, my God. Love it. That came from the Fatu for real. It sure did. And then my Fatu. uh -uh. No, she broke my Fatu. Oh, yeah. Leave me alone. (laughs) Oh, man. What a lovely time. Hey, this love to all my exes, so go ahead. You know? Hey, uh, I said it a week ago, but I told brother I'll spin the block on all of them. <laughs> they know it's good. Uh, but no, brother, no, let's not talk about that right now. <laughs> do you uh, do you have a question before uh, I take us out today? Um, I guess my only my my question is, what's some of the greatest advice that you've received in your life? Because I feel like mm. you have a very humble heart, but also you know exactly where you want to be and. Um, was there any advice that led you to like that being your aura and your being, or is just like, it's always been you. I think, jeez, I think the best advice I got was just be me. I Mm. know it's very cliche, but you know, and they're like, just be you. Yeah. I never really understood that until I found myself. So when I did find myself and started to love myself unconditionally, Mm. being me was like, it was easy. Mm. It came easy. So I think that was the best advice because I really took like three, four years. Yeah. And, had that, it was like my picture on my phone, like it was written in my room type deal. Like, yeah. be you. And now it's kind of like everything's falling into place just because I'm trying to be myself. Yeah. That's so beautiful. I love that. Yeah. No, I feel like that is uh, as cliche as people say it sounds. It's even today, it's probably one of the hardest things for people to like really enact and really stand on like things that they love, their own morals. They're just like, however you see the world. Yeah. Uh, it's very tough for people to like project in like a real honest way. So the fact that you take the time to learn that about yourself and chase it, mm-hmm. I think is a beautiful thing. Cause like, I feel like not enough people know themselves. Yeah. So they do things on assumption instead of like, nah, I really love this about me. So let me do this and let me be true to like this personality or this, this is what I love. Yeah. So let me do what I love, uh, which I think is a beautiful thing. And it's a very difficult thing. When we are sensory wise, we we know so much about everything now. Mm-hmm. So why not want to be that person or this person or I like their shoes? They they wear better shoes. So let me just shop like that or do things like this. So like to know who you are and where you want to be and be able to stand on it and like mm-hmm. cut through, it will always benefit you. But it's it's a very difficult thing. For sure. So I heard you. Yeah, I think it's amazing that that's 
some of the greatest advice that you live and it showed through all throughout this whole episode of just like you being you oh, it's beautiful goodness, man. absolutely i'm gonna do a good hand clap and then rolando brother do you mind checking these cameras because we are uh pushing up on uh 30 just wanted to make sure before we did the outro okay thank you so much um and then before i do take us out um, do you have anything you want to relay to your friends or family um, on the other side of that camera? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, one thing I'm going to say is I took a break for a really long time, and a lot of people counted me out. But this year, y'all going to see. This mm. year, y'all going to see. And you guys can take it as cocky, confident in any case. But I'm I'm here to play. I'm mm. for sure. I'm here to play and, and um, make a name for myself out here in Seattle. And once that's done... We going worldwide, baby. We going mm. worldwide. We're trying to go international. And we trying on. to take everybody that's trying to go with us. Come on. So yeah. Stay with your own, man. I love that. Another motherfucking hand clap. <laughs> um, KWJT, you've been grooving with the South, man. We got CC. We got Corey. Rolando and Tavares. Come on. Come on. Beautiful. Oh. <laughs>